Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, Bengals fans, to this week's edition of Roaring Reactions and Coach's Cliff Notes here on the Running Through the Jungle podcast channel and uh, the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your host, Justin Lacey, uh, Chase Younts, and Tim Lyons. Well, here we are again, 0-2, 0-2 in the division, off to another slow start, and... Um, before we get into our reactions, because I'm sure some of us are going to roar about what we have to say about the first couple of weeks of the season, I know it's not how we uh, we saw it going. I'm, I'm going to give you the coach's cliff notes on Coach Taylor and Burroughs' press conferences so you don't have to sit there and watch and wait for them. First thing I will say, better audio this week in Cincinnati. The travel team didn't do too well last week. This week, I could actually understand them, so that was good. Um, Burroughs, I'll, I'll start with just because um, his was very much exactly what I, I anticipated he would be saying. You know, he said we didn't play good enough to win. Um, he said that, uh, you know, he can't make that pick uh, in, in the red zone, uh, in our own end zone. And when asked about the calf, he said he just tweaked it. And we'll know more over the next couple of days, but he was definitely coming back in the game. Now we go over to Coach Taylor. Um, I did have a little couple of takeaways. There was a lot of coach speak, right? Um, but there were a couple of things he said that kind of stuck out to me. Um, you know, he didn't say the R-E-L-A-X, relax uh, thing that, that Aaron Rodgers said, but he did say, you know, it's, September 17th, you know, kind of gave that impression of the relaxed thing. He also said he thought Joe Burrow looked great. He then followed that up with saying the protection from the offensive line was unbelievable was the word he used. Uh, Now, I thought the protection was adequate, better than we've seen over the past couple of years against uh, good defensive lines. I wouldn't go as far to say unbelievable. I also, and I don't think that Joe Burrow would agree if you tell him that he's going to attempt 41 passes, 220 yards, probably getting it done where he would consider it great. I think he would want that that number to be closer to 10 yards an attempt. Uh, but that said, 
Any of you guys got anything to add on those coaches' cliff notes? Or we just uh, we just had enough of it and just want to keep it pushing? That's it. Nothing but Move. silence. Silence from the natives. Disgusting looks. Can't blame you. Can't blame you, man. Um, I really don't think that, you know, I think Coach is probably being a little too positive. Um, you got to call some guys out here. You got to call them to the carpet. Uh, We got to play better as a team. I think everybody on the team knows that. I don't think saying that in a press conference is going to break anybody's backs when you talk about professions here. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see a little more honesty and, uh, you know, Coach, coach got to do a little better, too. So without uh, further ado, we'll get into our roaring reactions. Chase, I'm going to let you start off. What was your biggest takeaway from the game today? All right. So today, this was the first time I watched in my new apartment here in Cincinnati, about seven minutes from the stadium and everything. Um, you know, it, I think the biggest thing that got to me today was – our defense not showing up when we needed them to show up on third down. There was just, they were nine for 14 on third down. Uh, we mentioned, you know, before the show and everything, you know, me and Tim and, and Brandon were talking for Justin got on, you know, why, why was there not any type of quarterback spy on Lamar Jackson? Like, I know this is a completely different offense that the Ravens are running. They're actually using Lamar as a thrower now and Lamar can actually throw the football. So like, you know, he, he's a dual threat quarterback for a reason. But you still got to play some type of spy on him. You still got to account for him in the run game. Because if we're going to go back and play cover two, you know, he's going to run the football. You saw that multiple times late in the first half. There were some penalties that happened that took it back. But he got 15, 20 yards on a couple of those plays. And it's just real frustrating. Like later on in the game, you know, when, you know, we cut it to 20 to 17 and we were, you know, the Bravens just marched down the field, third down after third down after third down. They converted, and you know, in the red zone, we get a you know, it's third down in like five, and they're on a slot fade to Nelson Aguilar, and Aguilar makes an over-the-shoulder catch and scores. That stuff is deflating. It is super deflating when you cannot get a stop on third down when it's your home opener and your crowd is getting into it. Damn near a sellout crowd. It's just unbelievable that you can't get one stop. They ran the same couple plays, concepts throughout, um, you know, to get to those third and shorts and everything. And that was a big part of why they convert on third down. Jet sweep. They would hit some quick hitters, all that stuff. And it just pissed me off. That was one of the many things that just grinded my gears. And if, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop talking right now. You know, everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson. Um you know, he's throwing the ball better. He's got better uh, weapons, yada, yada, yada. He's got 406 yards passing total in two games. He's got two touchdowns and one pick. They ran the ball over 40 times. That's the story of the game to me. Um, DJ Reader, those guys, I think we got to be better up front. We gave up 178 yards today after 206 last week. Man, I don't know. That's not good enough. We know we need some big uglies in there thumping. Now, DJ Reader made some good plays, but it's pretty easy to double team him and then somebody else got to step up. 
Dustin, you've been awful quiet over there looking like an assassin in a corner, man. What you got to say about today? I mean, I'm going to give Lamar credit. I mean, he played his ass off today. Uh, even though I didn't think he was the better quarterback on the field today, I still thought that that still belonged to Joe Burrow in spite of what he did last week. But, you know, just like Chase said, um, he weaponized his abilities as a passer today instead of more of a runner. But when he needed to run, he did run. And what was always so frustrating, as what Chase has also mentioned, is that the defense knew that they were running it, and yet you still allowed them. And it, it felt like you didn't even throw a body on them. It's like you just operated without a QB spy the whole entire game. I'm going to say it from the standpoint from the from the Bengals, <clears throat> they play like they ain't deserve to win that game. And it was very frustrating so much throughout the day in the afternoons that, yes, even the offense did play a little bit better executing certain plays, but I still just felt like that they didn't deserve to win. And even when T. Higgins scored his second touchdown to cut the deficit to three, with like just over three minutes to go in the game. I didn't celebrate. I didn't like go like, yes, we got a chance. I didn't do any of that. Ditto. I knew we were not going to win that game because the defense was not going to step up when it mattered the most. And if you recall last year, the Bengals played the Ravens in Baltimore on week five, and it was the same outcome. You knew they were running the ball into field goal range, and you just let them do it and kick a game-winning field goal. It's getting, it's getting to the point now for me I'm tired of hearing fans, the players, the coaches. I'm tired of hearing, the, oh, well, we started off 0-2 before. We can bounce back and we can regather ourselves together. Joe Burrow may not have played great, like played his best. Um, he didn't play like last week. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, that was just absolutely an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. But you didn't play like how I like, like how you know up to your standards. He mentioned, I'm assuming in this press conference, that he shouldn't have thrown that pick in the red zone there. That was a stupid mm -hmm. decision. If you would have looked on your left side, you had Jamar Chase on an out route towards the uh, left flat, and you would have had him one-on-one -on -one coverage, and he probably would have came down with it. Now, the, the other touchdown pass that should have been caught by Jamar, he did. The defender just made a nice rifling play to just wedge the ball out. You can't do anything about it. That's just a great play by the defender. But on that back shoulder throw on the right, yeah. The, the team, right, but the team is just not playing with enough moxie. They're not playing with energy. They're not playing like they're Super Bowl aspiring champions to be. They're playing like a team that's just like, oh, well, we were on two last year, and look how we finished the season. That's not going to work this time. Because when we look down on the schedule, look at the Rams game and the 49ers game right now. I don't even know what the score is, but they were knotted up uh, at 10, and then the Rams took a 17-10 lead before the 49ers drove before halftime. The Rams don't look like those pushovers like we thought that they were going to end this season. Even though Cooper Cup is out, the Bengals did not take advantage of the, the decimated injury pool that the Ravens had today. You knew that Marlon Humphrey wasn't playing. You knew that their safety wasn't playing. Marcus Williams was out. On offense, you knew they had two of their starting offensive linemen out. J.K. Dobbins, while it sucks that he goes through that, I wasn't really expecting him. He, he's a luxury uh, at a running back. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill just still gassed you on the ground, along mm -hmm. with Lamar Jackson. The Bengals did not take advantage of the matchups that they had. And you let backup to backups corners like Brandon Stevens lock down Jamar Chase throughout the whole entire game. That's frustrating. It's demoralizing and upset. And at this point, I honestly don't even know where to go from here. We never take advantage, bro. We never do. Like, you ever, you ever think about that? Like, a backup quarterback plays in a game, for example – is always close or a backup quarterback has a good record against us. You know, we never take advantage of you have, you know, some backup backup corners, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, like there are chances in this game where you're like, hey, like, you know, the offense was going real slow and stuff like that. I know we scored a touchdown later in the game. 
But damn, you got to take a shot sometime. You got to test yeah. them. You got to try to test them and see what, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's really it. frustrating. And scheme something yeah. to get a, the, get a one-on-one against them. The scheme is so bland. It is insane. Yeah. Like you got to take notes from these other teams around the league that are scheming like we talked about with Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. Well, we look at Tyreek Hill other... and the Dolphins are perfect for me because look at how many times mm. those guys are in motion on a dead sprint. Constantly. Constantly. You know what I mean? Like I would mm. love to see Jamar Chase doing some stuff like that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Um, Tim, save the best for last. You were talking about the spy, too. Uh, you were talking ga- during the game, uh, texting us about where that spy was. What else What else did you see out there? So I'm going to go off of what Justin just brought up. You know, people are saying, oh, we're 0-2. We did this last year. And I don't want to be like, oh, relax, because I'm not relaxed right now, you know. Starting off 0-2 against two division opponents, that's not good for us. It's not good for us at all. Ever since, uh, I believe, 1970 when the league merged, 9.5% of teams that started off 0-2 go to the playoffs. The biggest worry that I have right now is Joe Burrow said he tweaked his calf muscle. You saw him limp off. You saw him limp off after that second touchdown to T in the end zone you saw him limp off we don't have the same team right now that we had last year all this last year stuff needs to go to the dogs that that put that crap away well and we didn't hear that oh well we did it last year we we also didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish last year right no we did not not do the same thing our offense last year personally from my belief is our offense looked better at this time Last year, Joe Burrow had more yards, more touchdowns. Right now, we hardly have any yards. We, you know, he threw two touchdowns today, which is great. Wait, we got a touchdown. We got an offensive touchdown. But starting off zero and two, it does not settle. It does. It does not settle right for me at all. You know, and then like you know, like I told you guys, is I watched every single stinking play. From the first quarter to the to the very last play of the game, I noted every single play. The biggest thing that that got me was this: is is there was no spy on Lamar Jackson. I don't care if Lamar Jackson says we're going to put cement shoes, or excuse me, the Ravens are going to put cement shoes on Lamar Jackson and have him sit in the pocket the whole game and be a pocket passer. Bullcrap! That's bullcrap. Lamar Jackson's going to run the ball if he has the opportunity to run the football. He's going to run the football. That cost us a lot. He had 50, what, 50 yards rushing today? Yeah. And a and lot of those. Electric when he does it. And, and not only that, but a lot of those were going to be negative plays, right, that he escaped yeah. and got out of. Nick Scott, you could tell that was his first time blitzing early, there in the first uh, first series. He blitzed and had him wide open, and and Lamar Jackson made him look like a fool. So frustrating to watch that. And I saw that. It's like Nick Scott, you look like that you never played Lamar Jackson before. It did show. And I got to add another thing to it because collectively we all talked about and saw like how week one was very weird for a lot of teams. The Chiefs went 0-1. The Bills were 0-1. Both Josh Allen and Patrick Holmes didn't play their best ball, more specifically Josh Allen. But both of those teams rebounded today. More specifically, again, Josh Allen. He dominated the Raiders today. 
And you can say, well, that's just the Raiders. Okay. They still went down 7 nothing, and they were unfazed. Josh Allen just absolutely just destroyed the, the uh, Vegas Raiders at home. They they were excited about their home over. There was a lot of noise because of, you know, the, the uh, Stefan Diggs situation with the hot mic with that reporter. It, there's a, there was a lot of distraction their way, and yet they put that behind them, and they buried the Raiders. Yep. The, right. the Chiefs did not look very good against the Jags. And for a second there, I thought the Jags were going to pull off the win in the upset in their home opener. But Patrick Mahomes was able to will him out of it in the very end. You expected that from Joe Burrow. And I do want to believe, I cautiously, optimistically want to believe that if he did get that ball back, maybe he would have gotten a touchdown because it felt like that the momentum just automatically shifted. But my problem was on that last touchdown, you took so long to score that even at three minutes, a little over three minutes to go in the game, I was still, I already knew it was not going to be like, um, it was going to be nothing. It was going to be all for not because yeah, you wasted too much time. And damn it, I need them to do the no huddle thing a little more, more often. Yeah. You yeah. waited till that final frame portion of the game to do no huddle. Uh, and that's where it left you. Especially when you're playing a team like the Ravens, team like the Browns. Exactly. When you that's our whole division. Guys, that's our whole take, division. They want to take that the is, air out of the ball, run the ball yep. 40 times. That's the entire no division. We got we to be up tempo in those. In those do we realize who we're playing? Yeah, yeah. Do we realize yeah. who we're playing? Like, you know, you got stuck the first two games of the season. You should have known, like, hey, our offense better be clicking. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we got limited possessions. Yeah. And trust me, the, these two games, we got limited possessions, and we didn't do anything with it. It's yeah, just so frustrating. Hold on. I, I got a lot more to say about the offense. I'm sure keep going. you guys keep do. going. Keep going. We you are gonna it. we're gonna take a quick break and pace the bills. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the roaring reactions and coaches cliff notes on running through the jungle channel, fans first sports network. Uh We've we've given the defense a lot. We just started in on the offense. Uh, I will tell you this, Justin, and you pointed it out. The first thing I have written on my notes, something is off with Joe Burrow. I don't know if it's just the calf, but the swagger is not there. We don't have no. the same moxie on offense that I, I'm used to seeing. I saw some uh, visible frustration and uh, bad body language from Jamar Chase, which you never mm -hmm. see. Um something's just off i don't know if we're not on the same page um we just had some issues uh, uh, maybe there's some tightness because of not just in that calf but in now you have expectations now you have the big contract is that is that something that now you have, feel you got to act a certain way i don't know um i think that what you said there with getting up tempo can get a lot of that out of get get a lot of the milkiness out of the water you know what i mean um, I, I think we should go up tempo a little bit more. I agree with you there, a hundred percent. Tim, what do you see from the offense that you um, you'd like to see us start building on, or, uh, or 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 do different? Something that just get it going. Because right now we've got twenty points on offense in two games. We have seven points on a uh, return touchdown, right? So, well, you know what my response is going to be. Run, God, it's run. Crazy. The freaking football is going to be my thing that I want to see. Knock off the screen passes and these short little dump passes. You know, I understand, you know, if Joe Burrow's got pressure on him, he's going to throw the ball out to the, you know, to the quickest out he can get. I understand that. But it seemed like in the first half to me, 
the play calling was nothing but short passes. You know, air out the ball. Let them throw the ball. Yeah, like you said, there might be a little bit of off, you know, they're, they're not all in sync and all this other stuff. But the thing is, is our offense has been together for the last couple of years. Besides, you know, adding in a left tackle, taking Williams, putting him on the right, you know, adding some, you know, different uh, running back, you know, to the game. It, it, our offense has not changed. We still have the same offensive coordinator that we've had. It hasn't changed. So it's like, did you think that, you know, throwing screen passes and these short little out passes was going to help us the yeah. first half of last year? No, it ain't helping us now either. To your point, you're not talking about those hot routes when we're seeing a blitz and, and checking into that. That's yeah. a great That's a great play, right? It right. takes six yards instead of a, a negative yard on a blitz. Right. Um, Which is understandable. It's yeah, completely we're, understandable. We're, you're, there's a lot more, and, and I – historically and this feels like something chase might even have a stat for for some odd reason it's the kind of stuff you pull out but historically over the past few years um we have not been a very good screen team we just haven't we we've not executed them correctly um it, it's just not I, I don't know i think it's a waste of time at this point in time i'd rather see us run uh draw plays than screen plays if you yep. want to do the same thing catching people come up uphill yep. um but but yeah, I thought I thought we we saw a little bit more in sync with T. I think T looked like the best receiver on the field to me um, today. Uh, but I I don't know what else Boyd, would you like Boyd to looked, see out of what's that? Well, Boyd look Boyd looked well to you know Boyd looked good. Boyd, Boyd looked good today too. He's a great you know, possession receiver, man. You know I don't know I don't know how a second string third string cornerback can shut down our number one wide receiver. I don't understand that. You know, like you said, maybe there's something going on with Chase. I don't know. You know, I'm well, just Chase, what's that... going on with you? Yeah, Chase, what's going on with him? What's going on with me? Shoot. Um, I couldn't even I tell you, I couldn't. That was a great one. I I, I couldn't even <laughs> tell you. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, just looking back at the at the box score and everything I, I you know what i think it, it comes down to something that's really simple but at the same time it's a really broad umbrella communication there is no type of communication between whether it's the players offensive coordinator head coach it just doesn't seem like there is you know when it comes to some of the play calls that are coming down like I said we need to run the football a bit more like the you know obviously the hot routes and taking what the defense gives you is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're playing too high and everything. They're going to play a lot of zone, take what the defense gives you. Joe, I will say Joe made some pretty good throws in the zones today. They're, you know, they were more good than bad, except for the T interception. Uh, he did know, throw the ball certain. better. Yeah, he did. But obviously, like, you know, like Justin said, it was not the same Joe. Nowhere near close to the same Joe we've seen and, and that we know and we love and we paid 275 whatever the hell million dollars 41 but, attempts 222 yards exactly it's Jamar just like Chase averages 6.2 yards a catch uh, it seems like a waste of time you know what i, I mean, mean like we need to do something yeah. to scheme that up a little better yeah you gotta you gotta scheme better you gotta do a, a lot of things it's just it's uh it's really painful when you have you know these greater receivers and you know actually this is actually here's a crazy stat so since 2021, they said it's on the broadcast. We're the only team that has kept our head coach 
offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator in the last three years. I mean, it's the two AFC championship games, but we still can't figure out how to start a season off better than 0-2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm going to tell you this. I went to practice. I went to a outside the gates last week before they was walking out for their Wednesday practice when all the players were walking out saying, what's up to all of them? I'm going to go down there this week. I'm going to just sit there. Scour. <laughs> man, oh, man. Y'all better get after it. Y'all, y'all better get after it, man. I, I might start I might start escalating my voice so loud that people in my apartment just go knock on the door, see if I'm all right. Nah. <clears throat> From a fan standpoint, not okay. But just going to be down there with a scowl on your face the whole time, aren't you? Just, just mean mugging people. You got that right, man. Uh, yeah, seven points on a punt return. Uh, we had we did have some some bad calls go against us. Um, the, that could have also been a call that could have missed us too. Then they picked up the flag. Yeah. And I yeah, thought you know? Yoshi did a great job of putting his hands up and, and not not shoving yeah. the guy in the back. Um, but there was uh, you know the the <laughs> Lamar uh, threw the ball to OBJ and and OBJ just literally pulled Cam Taylor Britt down over top of him and and. Cam Taylor Britt got a flag for it. It's just that was just wild. Um, there were a couple of them I, I just didn't understand. There were a couple of holding calls I thought they missed, but I feel like I'm crying over spilled milk. I feel like we should have went ahead and took care of business. Um, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, we the Bengals should have won this game. They should have took care of business. They had all the momentum. They had all the energy in the stadium. It was at home. You had everybody. AJ Green was in the building. Baltimore was decimated with injuries. You should have took care of business from home, at home, yeah. and you didn't. So you you didn't. Play. So in the way how that game was unfolding, you didn't deserve to win that game either. So that's ultimately how I personally feel. I know I didn't give my last little t- uh, nugget and take about the offense. Um, I think the offensive line did play much better today, you know, but I also think that they just went along with whatever game script that they had. But it's just still infuriating to me that there was no versatility in the offense, even though the offense played a little bit better. But you still see the potential that, okay, I think they probably are figuring it out. But I'm sorry, they still should have won this game. That's just how I feel. This feels a lot like last year when they went down to Dallas and played Cooper Rush in his first start, and he got beat. And that was that actually was the only injury that day. There was others too, and you still lost to an undermanned Cowboys team. And it's the same thing. It's just there. Only this time, we talk about they still kept the same continuity with the coaches, the coaching staff, and all that same offense coordinator. Well, the double-edged sword is other teams know that you got that too, and they're going to be able to game plan and read how you usually do things, and you got to be able to evolve past it. Irv Smith Jr. is looking like a disappointment of a signing every day that I'm watching this dude. Because you had a perfect catch. Yes, I know you got a push. You had a perfect catch down the sideline that would have been a big play, but you didn't even bother to keep your foot in bound. And that that pretty much ruined the third down well, play. We had I thought play. his I thought he had pulled his foot over the line before he actually got shoved out of bounds anyway. I thought he was gonna That's be out what of I bounds. Say, like, it didn't even matter if he got shoved yeah. or not. He 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 just that didn't ball have was a dime. It was a dime. It was a perfect throw. 
You know, so Burrow is getting better, but the team still overall does not look better. But look, man, my expectation, they better step it up on Monday night because you got prime time because the Rams ain't look like no pushovers, like I said earlier in this show. And you better be coming ready to play. Otherwise, you're going to go 0-3. And right now, I don't even want to hear about, oh, well, we've been here, done this before. That should be the energy and the mindset that this team, these players, these us as fans, that's the energy that we need to be putting out there. I don't care about last year. Stop. You're, right now, you are not one of the big dogs, if I'm talking to this team directly. You are not it right now yep. until you could, until you step up and be like it moving forward. Yeah, I you know, I thought um, we had Nick Scott go down. Uh, going back to the defense here real quick. We had Nick Scott go down. Uh, Jordan Battle came in. Best thing I can say about him, we didn't say anything about him. Um, he didn't get burnt. He stayed in a good position. He was around the ball. I thought he played all right. I thought uh, DJ Turner played pretty well. Um, Cheeto, I mean, he got he got beat, but on a perfect throw, and that's going to happen sometimes. Um, there were some uh, – I, I, I thought we played good defensive backfield. I thought our middle linebackers were all over the field. I think hopefully Osai can help us get some pass rush. Something's got to happen where we can get up field a little bit more consistent and uh, and plug some more of those holes in the middle. But to me, if they don't score 28, we should win. That's, that's where I'm at, bottom line. I feel like the offense that we have, the, uh, the coach that we have, uh, if they're doing what they should do, we should score 28 pretty much every week. So – I don't know. Um, going into this season, I, you know, my biggest thing was I wanted to see us get a rushing attack where we averaged over four yards a carry. Mixon's done that back-to-back games, uh, 4.3 and now 4.5. Problem is, each one of those games, even though they were never out of control to the very end, we quit running the ball. 13 carries for him on each game. I think we got to let that guy tote to rock 18 to 22 times. Um, keep a little bit more balanced offense instead of if the running game's working, the short passing game isn't, then rely on that running game. Let that running game get people looking in that backfield a little bit more and take some bigger shots. Get Jamar Chase over 6.2 yards a catch. Uh, doesn't seem like it's a, a hard thing to do. I, I also, and I said it to start to show, you know, Coach Taylor, you know, he didn't he didn't have he, he was all roses and butterflies and everything's gonna be fine and everything like that. I can tell you that's not what you're gonna hear from uh we're gonna have a little more of a sense of urgency, uh, if you would, from cut to the chase on Wednesday morning. Uh it'll drop Tuesday night for those of you watching on YouTube. Uh Justin Lacey, I will be back. Uh, bringing Tim in on Wednesday. Justin did a great job last week. If uh, you didn't catch it, go check out that podcast going in. Had some uh, legitimate concerns, and I'll be damned if we didn't just talk about them again. Um, So, you know, great job holding it down. Um, And then we'll have – I'm trying to see. we got to find out if we can get a Rams guy on or not. I don't think we actually have a Rams affiliate on FFSN. Um, but, uh, we'll see what we can do. If not, we'll definitely shoot the preview through both of our, uh, games. And then of course we'll be back for the roaring reactions and anything else that pops up. 
Anybody got any closing comments before I wrap this up? Put a bow on it. Frustrating, but you know what? We got to go one and no next week. Clock management. I hate watching competent offenses in the first couple weeks of the season. I wish we could be like that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that can be pointed off season, not getting time work. Uh, Joe Burrow brought that up in his press conference, but uh, it would be nice to be one and one. I don't think that's too much to ask for, but hey, myself, Brandon Harriet, Chase Younce, Justin Lacey, Tim Lyons. Thanks for listening to our roaring reactions. Who day and next week. Let's have something positive to talk about. I believe Chase is going to be there on Monday Night Football. Uh, well, we got Ring of Honor coming in. Yep. Chad. So, Chad Ochocinco, Boomer Size. Man, if Chad being in the building can't get your swagger back, I don't I mean, know what can. On Monday Night Football, man. On Monday night, bro. Come on. All right. All right. All right. Enough. Enough. Let's get that swagger back. Come on, Bengals. Thanks for listening. Check, check us out. Peace.